Blog Talk Radio. Cyber Station USA Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. It's Music Friday, the end of the week program where you choose the bands we interview and we put them on the air for you to talk to. Just go to our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com and click on your choice and tell us who you want to hear on the show. The top vote getter every week wins the prize. That's position on the show. Any kind of music is okay. Rock, hip-hop, country, pop, jazz, blues, world music, they're all good. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm in the Music Friday studio in Los Angeles. I'm broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. It's September 6, 2013, and today... We are going to be talking with two stunningly talented female singer-songwriters, both from right here in sunny Southern California. But first, we're going to have a word about Solar Power and our sponsor, Solar City. Solar Power is a huge win-win for homeowners. You reduce your energy bill, you help the earth. What more could you ask? Well, many homeowners are reluctant to pay for the upfront installation costs. With Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront installation costs. That's right, on approved credit. No down payment, no upfront installation costs on approved credit. That's with Solar City. Now, how does that work? Very simple. Solar City comes out and it looks at your home, installs the best, most precisely positioned solar system for your home, and it does it for free. And it maintains it and is insures it. All you do is pay for the energy that you use, just like you did with your, your utility bill, except you're paying for a lot less of it because the sun's making a lot more of it. All you do is sit back and enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. How do you find out? Well, you call Tina, Solar City. Tell her that you heard it about on Music Friday and save $250 on your order. You call 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And remember, tell Tina that Fairness Radio sent you and save $250. Well, in a few minutes, we're going to be talking to one of the fab- one of the most fabulous upcoming young female vocalist I've heard in a long time, Irene Diaz. But right now, I want to remind everybody that today, today is the opening date for two films about music that you should be aware of. The first one is My Father and the Man in Black by John. The director, John Hotliff, was on the program last Friday, and it's about his father, Saul Hotliff, who was Johnny Cash's manager. So that's My Father and the Man in Black. And then, 
the other film that you should see, and you can read my review of this in Vince Magazine, is good old Frida. Frida, of course, is Frida Kelly, who was the secretary for the Beatles. She actually started working for the Beatles when she was a fan. She was 17 years old. They were playing in Liverpool at the Cavern. Ringo hadn't even joined the band yet, and she helped build that band to, well, what they became, the most iconic band in, in, in history. She ran the fan club. She ran all their, their personal details. She even answered their fan mail at, at Ringo Starr's home with his parents. So that's good old Frida. That opens today nationwide. Well, we're going to take a break right now and welcome in our affiliates and radio stations around the country. And when we come back, a voice that is gaining national following, Irene Diaz. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. And we're back. You're listening to Music Friday on the Block Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network. And I want to welcome our radio stations around the country. I especially want to say welcome to our FM listeners. Now, of course, this is mostly an AM program, but we do have FM listeners. They're in Ashland, Oregon, Ashland, Medford, Oregon, great college town. And they're listening to us on KSKQ-FM in Ashland, Oregon. And, of course, I've got to say hello to uh, our listeners in WWPR Tampa Bay and say, sorry, I know the L.A. Dodgers beat the Tampa Bay team last night, but, you know, that's the way it goes. So, anyway, welcome to our listeners on 1490 WWPR in Tampa Bay, and to all of our listeners around the country. If you'd like to be part of the program, you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. But we'd love to have you call us. You can call us at 347 215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. And you can talk to the, the musicians that we interview. And also after the show, check out our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. Well, it's hard to imagine how a young woman who began training in classical piano at the age of eight can today, at only 26, be one of the most promising emerging female blues and jazz singers in the country. But that's exactly what Irene Diaz is. Diaz just re released her first debut EP, her debut EP, I Love You Madly, and the single, the single from that EP, Crazy Love, will haunt your mind and hypnotize your ears with its pure, clear sound and a feeling so deep it pulls you under in a riptide of emotion. Diaz has taken time from her very, very busy schedule her tour schedule and her writing and her recording to be with us today. Irene, welcome to Music Friday. Hi, thank you for having me, Patrick. Irene, I, I know this EP is your first recorded release, but there must have been a lot of work and experience behind it because it's not only a creative musical jewel, but it's an outstanding professional production. How long has I Love You Madly been percolating in your mind? Oh, goodness, the, the entire EP... Um, well, it took a long time for me to, you know, finally 
finally um, do an actual recording, um, developing songs, developing my writing, listening, experiencing things with uh, fellow musicians. And um, this, you know, this last year, you know, it was, it was time for it to finally develop and, and see, you know, see it through. And, um, we started a Kickstarter, and that was how we funded it. Well, you did a wonderful job. I want to let my, my listeners have, have just a little taste of it here. Great. hate to stop playing that. That song is absolutely addictive. <laughs> uh, when did you write that song? What, what, what clicked the switch in your mind that, that turned on that marvelous piece of music? Um, actually, Carolyn, my ukulele player, she was playing you know, different chords, and I didn't like them at the time. But then she started you know, strumming on the chords, and I was like, oh, keep doing that. And so I started singing along. I, a, a lot of the times when I write, it's it's very, um, I don't do it consciously. A lot of words just kind of flow out of me. And that's what happened with this song. And it's it's just uh, a well, beautiful <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. It's just a beautiful song that just kind of developed out of, you know, you know, the emotions I was experiencing of love. And it's just very deep and real. Well, you mentioned Caroline and um, uh, Caroline, and I've uh, that's Caroline Cardoza, and she plays mm-hmm. the ukulele. Par- pardon me. Did, uh, did, did, she, did and she also helps manage your, your your bookings. How did the two of you meet? We actually met. We both work at um, Trader Joe's in uh, South Pasadena, and um, and we met there. And a year later, we started playing together, and. Um, I mean, she had only been playing for for maybe about like six months before she started playing with me, and um, she's just you know help help things come along and, and develop and you know just contacting people and it's just been a real blessing you know knowing her. 
Well, well you mentioned Trader Joe's, so let's let's uh, delve into your past. I know that that's that's uh, <laughs> interesting part of your past, and and, it, and it's a it's a great plug for Trader Joe's too. Everybody out there, so you never know who, who the sample girl is going to be at Trader Joe's, right? Yeah. Um, you. Um, uh, I understand you. You originally you didn't really want to perform publicly. You you went to college instead. So so what happened? Something convinced you that your music was your path? Yeah, um, you know, in college, you know, when you're out of high school, it's like go to college. And I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I kept taking different classes, and I took so many generals, it was crazy. But um, I decided, you know when I was 23, that I really wanted to do music. And when I stopped going to school and deciding, making that decision, it just it just felt so good. It, it, it just felt right to me. And it's been a long process and, you know, learning things, but it, I'm, I'm so happy I made that decision. And I think school is always going to be there if I decide, you know, later on in my future, but this is, this is me now. Well, we're certainly happy that you did, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> Your inspirations are jazz and blues for the most part, and your singing recalls uh, Eva Cassidy, one of the, the great American female blues, jazz, and gospel vocalists. Yeah. What what turns you in that direction uh, rather than, say, rock or pop? Um, I don't know. Um, I When I was a teenager, I was introduced to Alice Fitzgerald and you know, when I was in my early 20s, I was introduced to Nina Simone, and just that music speaks, speaks more to me, and just listening, like, especially Nina Simone, like, her, her music is just so different, you know, it, it's like one song after another is just different from, from the other, but it, it's it's kind of, you know, the same in a sense, but it's just so, it's so rich, and so that music speaks to me, and, and I love it. And and you make it sound uh, so rich, too. We're talking with uh, Irene Diaz, and uh, if you want to be on the show and ask her your questions, you can call 347-215-7511, or if you're sitting there at work with your headphones on, you don't want your boss to know that you're listening to us instead of that uh, boring uh, uh, PowerPoint presentation, you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we are getting emails for you. Um, and I've got a whole lot of questions of my own, but we always like to, to let our listeners in. And we've got a lot of questions along the same theme, so I'm just going to read you one. Um, this is from um, Isabella in uh, St. Paul, and she writes, um, Your guest is a Latina, I think. Does she sing in Spanish or does she do Mexican music? I got a lot of emails asking about that, so there you are. Um, I grew up, you know, my, my grandma was from Mexico City, and she came here in the 50s. And uh, I think a lot of the culture, you know, her coming over here, she, she left behind, you know, her family. And she came with, with uh, my grandpa, and um, she only spoke Spanish, and for some reason, you know, my parents, you know, when they grew up, they didn't really teach us Spanish. And so so my, um, you know, kind of the cultural, the culture was kind of lost, but, you know, it's still there, you know, being in L.A. and stuff. But um, my Spanish is, uh, I don't know if I could say, but bocha. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's bad, but, um, you know, I understand a lot more than I can speak. And I'm actually, you know, currently writing in, in, in Spanish. And my dad is the same way. Like, he 
he um he writes songs in Spanish, but sometimes it's not you know the correct you know structure and stuff and I'm the same way it takes me a little bit longer, but I have a few songs that I am working on in Spanish, and I'd actually like to share them um you know I'm gonna be doing like live live uh Twitter sessions coming up, and you know i I would like to get feedback on what people think. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm working, I'm working on things in Spanish, and I think it's a beautiful language, and it's very emotional. And you know, my music is is emotional. You know, I try to write from the heart. Well, all of my um, um, Latino friends say that English is a computer language, and I, I have to agree with them after studying Spanish a little bit myself. Um, I. Uh, I know you you just mentioned you funded the EP on Kickstarter, um, and in fact, you, you, you exceeded your goal for that, but you also produced the album. Now, how and why did you learn to produce as well as write songs and play music? Um, I think, you know, before I actually started producing, I was looking for a producer, and, you know, it's just to make it, I don't want to say, like, legit, legitimate, Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't realize that I could produce it myself. You know, I don't think I had the confidence. And um, what convinced Carolyn, like, Carolyn was just like, you can do it. You can do it yourself, you know. Like, you can create songs. And it took a while, you know. When we were in the studio, it took it took a while. while um, you know, oh, no, I love you madly. I tried to change it up so many times, but I just left it as, um, you know, just me and my guitar. And I think that's all it needed. Like, you don't do so much. Well, I'm glad you mentioned I Love You Madly because I'm just about to play it. This is I Love You Madly. Now, this is almost a different voice than Crazy Love. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And did you attend that? Um, You know, that was actually, that's the oldest song on the EP. I wrote that back in 2010, and uh, the first time I actually recorded it, it's actually online on YouTube, and it's it's called um, The Tunnel Series. And I, um, the the one that I have up, it's it's just pictures of me being in the tunnel. But um, that was the first time I actually played it all the way through and uh, sang it, yeah, like that. And it's just been that way ever since. Uh, I I love it. It, it it's um, it shows your range, 
and both your emotional range and also your singing range. And and I I I want to recommend everybody go to to YouTube and uh, find the Tunnel series because it's definitely uh, worth uh, watching and worth listening to. But I I want to move to uh, another one of your songs uh, and then ask you a little bit about that and what it says about you. This is I Am Woman. Now, I'm here in the studio, and it's a good thing I have a, a long line on my earphones because I'm dancing around. That is great. I really <laughs> love that. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that everybody else who's listening to it was doing the same thing. So you switched up there. That's, uh, that, yeah. that's Yeah. That Was that you on the guitar? It is, yes. So you're not only you're an accomplished singer-songwriter and play the classical piano, but you do a pretty mean guitar, too. Where did you learn that? Was that that your dad teaching you? My dad actually taught me a few chords and, you know, just I think because I learned piano, you know, I knew piano, it just helped a lot, you know, moving around the the neck of the guitar and finding different things on my own. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not like a, I don't know sometimes what I'm playing, but I like it, you know, and, and so I go with it. Um, but yeah, um, my dad did teach me a few chords and <laughs> well, it, it certainly works. Um, and that brings up an interesting question to me. Um, I know you got arrested in high school after a protest, and I know, <laughs> and I know you don't have to tell us about that. I know that you're appearing at the Women of Color Conference at uh, Cal State uh, LA in in November. Do you have a political side? I do. I'm not very, you know, I'm not like a crazy. Activist and no activist is crazy. I I think that people struggling and you know issues and um is how we're affecting you know our planet and we're all here you know and and there's so many wars and stuff and it it makes me angry and it makes me very emotional you know to see so much um I think that since we've seen everyone and I think there needs to be a change. And I hope, you know, my music that I can affect people and uh, them that way. Well, it does. Uh, this particular song is, I think, does. I'll listen to a little bit more here. Get out of hand. 
I asked about a, a political side there as I listened to that song because that, that that's a pretty solid statement. Not only is it a statement with um, in the words, but it's a statement in that guitar line. That that's powerful. Yeah. And, yeah. And did, uh, did did you engineer that, or did that just sort of all blend together in the studio? It just kind of blended together. Um, it's interesting because when I write, you know, when I write the music, the lyrics, it goes along with the with the what I'm playing on my instrument. But um, yeah, it's that guitar is kind of twangy, and it's you know our situation here on earth is kind of twangy. <laughs> um, that song I very powerful, and I that song I was you know I was inspired by. You know the environment and what we're doing, you know, to our planet. But it, it can also be in a literal sense of how many women are being taken advantage of, you know, in the workplace and, you know, by um, relationships and, you know, being abused and stuff. And I, I really pray that this, you know, opens, you know, eyes and, you know, people's hearts to see the realities of what's going on in our, um, in our world. Are are you going to be speaking or singing at the Women of Color conference? Um, maybe a little bit of both, but uh, mostly singing. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I I would I would hope so. It would be a great loss if if you didn't. Um, do do you <laughs> see uh, in in your future maybe using your your musical talent to 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 move consciousness about these issues that you care about? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, I have a lot to say, and I have a lot of, of heart for these issues, and I just want my music to not just affect people, you know, emotionally, but just to, you know, just to think about these things and maybe bring about change. Well, I don't expect to be like a like a huge activist, but I think music is very powerful, and I think we. All musicians need to use it to towards what they want to do, you know, towards something that they believe in. Well, I I think that uh, your if I am woman is any example, you can lend a lot of power to those issues. Let me switch to something uh, um, not not quite as heavy. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that's 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 all right. You know that that's that's why we do this show. Uh, it's why we have conversations rather than interviews. Um, I know you can imitate a trumpet with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find this stuff? <laughs> oh, we do our research here. I, I I have hundreds and hundreds of spies all over Southern California who yeah. sit in on, on various conversations. Can you give us a little sample of that? <laughs> It, it works. <laughs> it, it works very. You, you never know, but you you can you can sample food. You you can write songs. You can imitate trumpets. You can uh, you can sing. Uh, you're a multi-talented woman. Why <laughs> well, thank you? Um, uh, to. And also, you can you can produce music too. Well, we have we have some more emails here for you. Um, Mary Lynn in Detroit wants to know. Um, you said she had piano training. Did you also have voice training? I didn't. Um, I did not actually learn to develop. I'm 
subconsciously, you know, I developed my voice um, listening to um, artists such as like Ella Fitzgerald, um, a different artist I liked was Sia, Sia Fuller. She's a, mm-hmm. She has this powerful voice and she's from Australia. And um, just listening to artists that I like and imitating, you know, even male um, artists, you know, imitating them, it, it's just you get that deepness from that. Um, but just listening and uh, practicing and pushing myself <laughs> Uh, we have another one here, and this will be our last one because we're, we're almost out of time here. But, um, well, we have a couple more, actually. Uh, Pilar in Seattle says, uh, I am so happy to hear a woman singer with a conscience. I hope she does a lot more. Is she planning on doing any more cause songs? Um, I am. I'm, I mean, I have, I, I'm planning on doing a full-length album, and... It's not in the works just yet because I'm still trying to, you know, get out there and, and you know, share my music. But I do, I, I want to make more cause songs and, you know, just get the word out. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And when you do, let us know because we'd love to have you back on the show um, and, with your cause songs. Uh, but right now, we are pretty much out of time. So very, very quickly, tell people where they can get the EP. Yes, the EP is on iTunes. It's on Bandcamp, um, CD Baby. And if you live in the L.A. area, it's, it's at Amoeba Records and um, Espacio in East Los Angeles. And, uh, yeah, those are the only two physical places you can get it. But everything else online is digital for right okay. now. Okay, well, that, that's where most people get their music these days anyway, I think, is, is online. Well, Irene, I, I want to thank you so much. This, is, this has been a delight. You're a great singer and a great guest. Thank you so much, Patrick. It's been great. Thank you. Uh, Irene Diaz, and, the, and once again, if you're in Los Angeles, you can catch her live next week, Monday night at Genghis, Con, Genghis Cohen's on Fairfax Avenue, and also Wednesday, she'll be at the M Bar in downtown L.A., and hopefully we're going to see her touring around the country. In the meantime, get her EP. Um, if you didn't write down all the places you can go to get her EP, go to www.irenediazmusic.com. Thanks again, Irene. Thank you. Thank you for having me. When we return, another fabulous rising voice, Karen Dizel. We'll be right back. You're listening to Fairness Radio with Patrick O'Heffernan. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. You're listening to Fairness Radio with Patrick O'Heffernan. We're listening to the Fairness Radio program, Music Friday. And it is Friday. We're doing Music Friday. But first, I want to remind everybody that um, we are brought to you by Solar City. Solar City is the number one supplier of clean energy. 
And if you call my friend Tina at Solar City, 909-618-6937, that's 909-618-6937, she will tell you how you can get solar energy for your home or business, and she'll give you a $250 discount on your order if you tell her I said to call. Well, singer-songwriter Carolyn Dizelle manages to combine personal vulnerability with a broad appeal. We have all been there. We've all been the emotional spaces that she sings about from her own life. And she does it with honest narratives and soft, soothing vocals, stripped-down music structure, and a slight Texas twang in her voice. The combination is irresistible, and we're very fortunate to have her with us today. Karen, welcome to Music Friday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Boy, but you've got a wonderful phone connection there and a wonderful voice. That <laughs> You sound like you're in the studio right next to me. That's great. Um, Karen, you kick off the album with a very bright song called Susie's Song, and uh, I'm going to play just a little bit of it, then I want to ask you a little bit about the whole EP and about Susie's Song. That is such a great song. <laughs> you, you, you sing, I'm alive, I'm in love, I get by, I walk in strides, I take it all in, I'm alive, baby. These are good times. Wow, we're, it's something we should all carry around with us. Uh, did that song just kind of emerge one sunny day, or did you have to work on it? Yeah, you know, that's exactly how it happened. Um, I remember uh, it was back in Texas when I wrote that song, and I was, um, it was a sunny Sunday and my whole family was around at my parents' house and I was sitting out um, on the doorstep and started playing it and my sister came up and she's like, this is your best song, I really like this song. And I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be called Susie's Song because that's her name. And, um, and so we, uh, it, it kind of became about her, you know, about like her contagious joy for life and, um, and that's, that's the inspiration for it. Well, uh, it, you know, I, I would have thought that was a Southern California song, but uh, it, 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 it's a universal song. And that's what I meant when I said in the introduction that uh, you have a, a real universal appeal, even though you're very honest and open in your own emotions. We've all been where you are and where you're telling us about. So we really feel good about that. Um, We've got a lot of you've got a lot of friends out there. We've got a lot of emails that are piling up here. But before we go to the emails, I just want to tell everybody we will get to your emails. And for those of you who haven't emailed, you can uh, email Karen at uh, Music Friday Live 
at gmail.com or come on the show, 347-215-7511 and talk to her live on the air. Now, this this uh, EP is not quite all sweetness and light. Let me play a little bit from uh, Quitter. That's a different story you tell there, and, and there's a line in it that I wanted to ask you about. And, uh, I never needed you more, so I'm walking, I'm walking, so I'm walking out the door. What happened there? Um, I love that question. Uh, it's, I guess the, the whole song is about um, you know walking out in a situation that you know isn't really good for you, and that as difficult as that can be, it's also extremely liberating. Um, so, you know, sometimes I guess I think that our needs, like our feeling of a need for something can actually indicate that it's time to move on. And, um, and that's sort of what that line is supposed to capture. Well, it it certainly does. And and once again, you managed to take your personal experience and make it uh, very universal because once again, we've all been there. All right. I I, I can't hold back the flood of email any longer. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, um my friends are kind. <laughs> boy, they certainly are. Let's get let uh Lindsay, Lindsay asked, wants me to ask you um how you got so interested in music. Who influenced you first to pick up a guitar and start singing? Oh, that's a good question. Um okay, so I do have this one really vivid memory of um being outside in Texas in our backyard and we had this toy piano. And I must have been three or four years old, and I just would go over and want to play the piano. And one day my mom came up to me and was like, do you want to, you want to take piano lessons? And I was like, yeah. So I just always kind of had, like, that draw to it, you know. I just I always loved it. And um, I grew up in a very musical family. So we all, you know, we all shared that passion. And I just uh, found it a really great way to connect with people. And then I had people come into my life and different friends and just fell in love with different artists and was like, yeah, I want to, this is just something that I want to do. It's just very, like, essential to to who I am and what I want to give the world, I guess. Uh, when you say you grew up in a musical family, were there professional musicians in your family? No, but they should be. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> they're, uh, so my mom, I remember my mom playing, like, old records for me when I was a kid, just, um, like, Jay Giles and Bonnie Raitt, and we would just sing along, and she... Um, quickly figured out that was the best way to calm me down was to get me singing and so we just uh like made it i don't then my brother plays guitar we all kind of learned on on her guitar that she's had since she was 12 and um when we go home it's like these 
like jam sessions where we just stop to eat. Like everybody's just really involved and all my cousins too, but um, nobody has pursued it professionally. It's just uh, something that we all share. Well, I'll keep my eye open for an EP uh, labeled uh, the Karen family singers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, there's now the, uh, the, and, and I will get to the other emails. Everybody just calm down there. Uh, I want to play a little bit more of uh music from the EP and then uh, ask you about it. This is the, the, the title song, Lost and Found. He has gone All the clever lines Memorized Just like a Bible And she has gone Fancy shoes on There's envy of A lovely Lady in the corner Who swears She got old Too young And the bartender He just wants to be a rock star Yeah but he's afraid To sing a song And I live to say what my lips will never let me the uh, the picture you paint there reminds me a little bit of the picture in the song Piano Man, but uh, there's a line in there that I keep going over in my mind. It's uh, they are the envy of that lovely lady in the corner who swears she got old too young. Wow, and you're too young to write that. Right? <laughs> Who are those people you're singing about? It... Oh, um, there are a lot of people that that I know that I feel like that line could apply to. I guess I, um, I guess it's not really so much about any one particular person, but it's just more about like looking around, you know, at a cafe or a room and like seeing everybody kind of caught up in um, whatever their experience is at that time, and uh, just you know, recognizing some things that are really very, um, like you said, like just very personal, but also universal. Like a lot of people can relate to those feelings. Um, and I don't know, I think the song in general is supposed to be sort of about, you know, how we are all kind of connected to each other. And we we are, and, and, um, and as a rejoinder to that line, I would, I would like to quote a famous uh, philosopher of the 60s, and the, and the quote is, uh, you don't stop dancing because you get old. You get old because you stop dancing. But uh, I love that. Can <laughs> <laughs> right. I write um, that down? Okay, and you can you can substitute the word singing in there too. All right, <laughs> Nic- Nic- Nicole from the Georgetown University uh, School of Business <clears throat> has has been pushing here. She's got three questions for you. First of all, what inspires you most when uh, when you're writing your song material? Um, you know, I think what inspires me the most is other great artists. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't know if you've had these moments, but sometimes I'll hear a song or I'll see like a painting or something. And it's, I have no idea like what the person was thinking when they created it, but it's very familiar to me. And it's, um, it just kind of reminds me like, okay, we're made up of the same stuff. And when people are able to do that, um, 
that is just ex- extremely inspiring to me. It makes me want to be able to, you know, transcribe my experiences in the same way. So that's the main main inspiration. Okay. Now she also wants to know if if there was a particular artist that you could work with, who would it be, and why? Um, okay, so I love Joni Mitchell. I think that would probably be a top choice. Joni Mitchell's your top choice. Okay, all right. I, I can see that. I, I can see that. Um, and then she has a third question. Um, what advice do you have for for people who are interested in breaking into the music industry? And and I would point out that Nicole is at the business school at Georgetown. Nicole, if you're thinking of breaking into the music industry, that's an interesting platform to do it from. But go ahead. <laughs> um, she, uh, well, I I think, I mean, I think the best advice that I have would be kind of, you could really apply it to anything. I think it's just remembering, you know, why you want to do it in the first place. Um, whenever you start any like kind of venture, you know, like there's always a lot of noise and a lot of distraction and a lot of things you could get caught up in or, you know, obstacles or, um, you know, fear. And, and I think that it's just remembering like, okay, this is like going back to that place where it's like, this is, this is really what this is about for me. And this is why I want to do it. And um, letting that guide you like through, your day-to-day or through all those kind of noisy obstacles. <laughs> well, I know about all those noisy obstacles. You're absolutely right on that one. Now, I've got to ask you a, a question of my own here, and, and we'll get to the rest of the emails. Don't worry. Um, and incidentally, um, if you want to email your questions in, it's uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. You can call in. We'd love to have you ask your questions live, 347-215-7511, and we're talking with uh, singer-songwriter Carolyn Dizelle. Uh, Carolyn, these are all really well-produced songs. Who does the producing? Um, John Adair. He's uh, an excellent producer here in L.A. um, and composer, Mm -hmm. and he uh, also plays guitar with several bands around L.A., like Brady Harris Band and a few others, and um, yeah, we met at a Christmas party on the West Side a couple of years ago, and I was playing there. And um, fortunately, he took an interest in my music and really helped me develop it. Um, he had a, a huge hand in, in the creation of the album in total. So um, he's the one who, who produced it, John Adair. Did, did you sit down and, and do the whole thing all at once? No. Um, it was like bits and pieces. So a lot of these songs, like some of them I had a really wordy long versions that started from back when I was in high school with verses that I was like embarrassed about and like I, there were lots of revisions and um, you know I, there, I pulled in at several other musicians too like uh, Danny Eisenberg up in the Bay Area oh, sure. um, he, and uh, and Chris Carmack and, and they like they all helped me kind of develop and make them catch here you know it's it was really a collaboration like any any project like this you know it takes so many people doing so many things to to make it come together and um you know I just I definitely had like a lot of support from different people in ways they probably don't even realize. Um so it was it was a process. There are phases, definitely. I, uh, what else do you have in, in, in the works right now? You are you planning on another uh, E P or a full album? Yeah, so there's another E P that should be released um in the next several months and it's uh I've got about three of the five songs down, um, and it'll be an, another five songs. Most of like they've all already been written. Um, three of them have been recorded, and 
I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's funny, like, it's always the song that I wrote most recently that I love the most. So it's, um, <laughs> you know, those are kind of like my favorites of the moment. We're, we're talking with uh, uh, Karen Dizelle, and you can uh, talk with Karen, too, 347-215-7511. Or you can email her at uh, music. Friday live at gmail.com. We've got uh, a lot more emails and we've also got uh, some more of your music, but I do have to take a quick little break here, so we will be right back. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. You're listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio stations around the country. We're talking with uh, Karen Dizelle, singer-songwriter, L.A.-based singer-songwriter, a fabulous L.A.-based singer-songwriter. And uh, uh, Karen, I wonder, we've been playing your music. Where can people get it? Um, So it's available on iTunes. Uh, It's Karen Dizelle, so... um, it's just under my name, and it's uh, Lost and Found is the name of the EP. Um, and I also have a Pandora station that you can go and check out, um, which is also under Karen Dizelle. Uh So those are, are the places to find it. And uh, Dizelle is not spelled the way you might think. You want to spell your last name for our listeners sure. so they can actually yeah. find you? <laughs> They're complicated. Um, so it's D-E-Z-E-L-L-E. Um, D for David, E for Echo, Z for Zebra, E L L E. Okay, all right, and and that's uh, uh, the uh, the EP is ready to go, lost and, and I've found. got yeah, yeah. lost and found, and uh, I've got it wound up here, ready to go. Uh, the last the last song on it, you and me. has a little bit of a country twang to it. Yeah, you got to get the country in there. <laughs> uh, well, since, since you're from Texas, I, I can understand that. Incidentally, uh, what part of Texas are you from? I was born in Houston, Houston, Texas. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you're from Texas. Texas too, right? 
No, uh, I am Corpus Christi. Uh, different part of Texas. Texas is so big. There's like lots of different Texases. As, it's as bigger you, than as, France. <laughs> uh, you're right. And, and uh, those of us who come from Corpus Christi or uh, also lived in La Mesa in central Texas for a while, it has nothing like Houston at all. It could be a, a, a different country. Uh, we've got uh, some more emails here. Pet Sounds, and Pet Sounds doesn't tell me where, where he or she is from, but Pet Sounds wants to know, after singing and playing for many years, how was her experience working with other musicians and producers for her first proper recording? Um, yeah, it was, it was, I was really lucky to, to have so many talented people, um, in a room with me and it was great. You know, it just, it helped me kind of see the songs from another angle and, um, integrate, you know, different ideas and different styles. And I learned so much from, um, from all the people involved. Well, it shows too. Uh, very much. It shows these are very, very professional, uh, re- recordings. Um, uh, See, we have uh, Nicole has uh, sent us another uh, uh, email, and she says she's on the East Coast. She wants to know uh, what days you'll be playing again, because you're going to be playing on, um, <clears throat> on the West Coast. So, uh, what uh, do you have any live performances coming up? I do. Um, I have one at the House of Blues on uh, Friday the 13th, so that's a week from today at uh, 7:45 p.m. Um, so that'll be really fun. And then in October, um, I've got some things in the works, but House of Blues next week. And can we expect to see another album from you? Yeah, I, I think uh, the next EP will probably be released um, within the next several months. And then after that, I mean, I plan to continue to write and record as long as as long as I possibly can. So um, <laughs> right. I'm always always writing new stuff. As, as long as you can make a living at it, right? But yeah, as long as it's fun. <laughs> yeah, okay, as long as as long as it's fun. Well, obviously it is fun. Now, where in the music panoply do you put yourself? Because you've got quite a range of things here. Um, it's a really great question. I, you know, and it's it's funny. I don't really think about it that much, but I guess, um, I would probably say like more like kind of folk stuff and uh, yeah, like. I would say folk a little. I like. I do like country. I like trying to incorporate a little bit of country in it. Um, but you know, I'm definitely inspired by like Jewel and Joni Mitchell and uh, Van Morrison, Bob Dylan, those kinds of singer songwriters who just bring a lot of imagery to their music and um, you know have that sort of honest storytelling kind of idea behind it. Well, I, I like the way you put that, that, that bring an, uh, a lot of imagery to uh, to their music, because you do bring a lot of imagery to your music. And I think that's one of the things that makes you so appealing. Um, you've got the, you've got lines in there that, that after I hear them, uh, I, I want to go read your lyrics because of the, Im- the imagery. Uh, there's a, a line in uh, a song, which unfortunately we don't have on the jukebox, uh, uh, Why I Never Showed, and... Uh, it goes. My throat gets heavy every time I hear your name. What a nice yeah. way of putting it, you know. What a nice way of putting it. Um, I know exactly what you mean by that too. Yeah. And in in, in Lost and Found, um, and this I want to ask you about Lost and Found. Uh, you sing, "Let him rest easy." What 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 what's that song about? Why why does he have to rest easy? Um, well, so. That song is, you know, I think that lots of times kind of, like I was saying, when you look around a room and you kind of see everyone really caught up, like, 
in their own personal identities or like how they're um, affecting affecting the room or who they are in that room. You know, like we we just exhaust ourselves, I think, and um, let let someone rest easy is kind of like I guess it's about self acceptance, like or just uh, relaxing into like the experience of life and not not overthinking so much, like. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but um, I think it's it, it's kind of like about a desire to let people feel at peace with wherever they are. Well, that song does does generate that, and and the next line, of course, there is I take leaps of faith and then measured steps and to trying to get to where I'm going, and that's how life works a lot. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. for, for people who have the courage to take leaps of faith. And then when, once you've done that, you do have to take measured steps to implement whatever your leap of faith was. What Was was going into music a leap of faith for you? Absolutely, yeah. I think most things that I do is kind of a leap of faith. Um, <laughs> and then and then you got to back it up with those steps, I guess, right? So, I don't know, I feel like uh, moving out to California was a big leap of faith, Um and then, you know, you get here and you're like, okay, i got to get a job, got to do this, got to, like, figure it yeah. out. Um, but I think that, you know, leaps of faith are an extremely important part of it, like, about getting to where you're going, like, just being like, okay, I don't I don't have this all figured out, but here goes nothing. <laughs> so, well, people, um, who, yeah. people who affect the world are people who take uh, leaps of faith. And I'd say that uh, you're affecting at least the musical world, but, but uh, I we have a, a, another question uh, f- uh, for you. This is from Manos in Austin, a fellow Texan, who, who wants to know, why Los Angeles? Why not Nashville? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I I love L.A. I don't know. I kept, I kept coming down here on business, and it's just the ocean, maybe, the ocean, the sunshine. I really like the people. I think they're really friendly. I don't care what anyone says. Um and I, I think it's just got, it's got a lot to offer. It's got something for everyone, and I really, um, I just really love it here. I do like Nashville too, and I've been there before, and I definitely enjoyed it. And you know, maybe sometime in the future I'd go there, but, um, but LA for now is is a, just a great place for me. Um, and Carlos P in San Diego wants to know: Will you ever be touring outside of Los Angeles? Why not come down and visit us? We have even more sunshine. Okay, where is he? <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> San Diego. Okay. Actually, I do go to San Diego a lot, um, so stay tuned. Okay, we have a, a summer. We have a similar question for from Cassius in New York, but unfortunately, my producer is waving at me. We are out of time, <laughs> so I want to say thank you so much for being with us today. And tell people real quick once again where they can get your uh, music. So it's uh, Karen Duvall on iTunes, um, spelled D-E-V-E-L-L-E. Um, and thank you so much, Patrick, for having me. I, I love your program, and I really appreciate talking to you. Well, I, we appreciated talking to you, and I want to say thank you for being with us. And I want to, say, I want to thank all of our, our audience for listening to Music Friday today with Patrick O'Heffernan uh, from the Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page or follow our Twitter feeds, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Yet Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, of course, your host. program is produced by Fairness Radio Productions at the Cyber Station USA Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Fairness Radio Studios in Los Angeles, California. Tune in next week 
We've got more rising and established movie stars. Check our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com and our Facebook page. Stay tuned right now for Mike Siegel on CyberStation USA. And don't forget, check Morse's new show. And we're going out with a little bit of Lost and Found. Thank you. Hi, are you still there? He has got all the clever lines memorized, just like a Bible. And she has got.